Good morning. Welcome to another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Today I'm talking about social media. A friend was permanently suspended from Twitter recently. He's a pastor and he's boldly unashamed of the gospel. So you know what happens next. Twitter intolerant of religious views of Christians, suspended him. I'm not sure which tweet sent Twitter over the edge, probably something about judgment and eternal death. The world isn't fair to Christians, and we don't expect it to be. Since I wrote my opening paragraph a few days ago, Um, He wrote an update about his banning on his blog, and I'll link to that where he explains. It's very encouraging. Uh, You should probably read it if you have time. Whenever I remind folks about using social media before we lose it, in order to proclaim the excellencies of Jesus, inevitably I receive dismissive replies along the lines of, well, we don't need social media or there's other ways to proclaim the gospel, and so on. Now, that is an all-too-often stance from the public who think either or, not both and. And I think it's weird. I see comments decrying social media, saying it's a pit. Well, it's not only a pit. It's not that if we don't have social media, we can't proclaim the gospel. And it's not that since we do have social media that we can proclaim the gospel. It's not either or. We have other ways, traditional ways, that have stood the test of time. And we have social media. That's not the issue. The issue is that social media is an invention that disseminates more Christian material to more people more quickly than ever before in human history. Losing it would be, well, a loss. And the issue is, how do we use it? Do we have a plan for our social media? Do we have personal standards? Do we display self-control? Are there Bible verses that are the foundation of our use? I've mentioned before that I grew up in godless New England, and I'm serious about it being godless. All six of the New England states are consistently listed in the least spiritual category of all 50 states. I can't impress upon you more, dear reader, And dear listener, how easy it was to avoid any and all things related to Jesus. Stores didn't carry Bibles. People didn't talk of Jesus. We didn't hear radios playing hymns, unless it was a scratchy AM station way down the dial. No stores played them over their sound system. I never saw billboards or signs or handbills related to Jesus. Of course, social media did not exist in the time period I'm speaking of since the internet did not exist. 
What I am saying is that it was easy to escape hearing the gospel. Now, parentheses here, I know that whoever's name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life before the foundation of the world will hear it because God will orchestrate it. End parentheses. But my point here is twofold. First, if a person lives in an unchurched area, it is likely they are not exposed to anything edifying. And two, social media ratchets up the probability that they will hear or see something edifying by like two gajillion percent. Weak Christians, baby Christians, undiscerning Christians, and deceived Christians can also be helped by social media's reach to put out great material. We have, in these times, an unprecedented opportunity to pump out sermons, verses, quotes, ministry links, memes, and conversations with people based on strong biblical concepts like no other time in history. So let's use it before we're banned or before we lose it. Here's Ephesians 4.29, a good verse. Let no unwholesome word come out of your mouth, but if there is any good word for edification, according to the need of the moment, say that, so that it will give grace to those who hear. Now, understandably, the pitfall of social media use is when we fail to stop our own unwholesome talk, which could include anger or slander or gossip or boasting or pride. And the other pitfall is that when we fail to remember that others can hear or read what we say. But on the other hand, the opportunity of social media use is to be able to train ourselves in speaking only wholesome talk and in fulfilling those opportunities to give grace to reading bystanders scrolling through our social media streams. Think of the country preacher in the 1800s who would drool over our ability to reach people with Bible material so fast or the ejected pastor in Puritan times without a congregation who has to rely on expensive book publishing processes that take months or years. He would covet our ability to type in a few verses and press enter where the whole world can see it. And then think about pre-Gutenberg printing press. Forget about it. Well, the Lord has allowed men to invent the internet and along with it, social media. So let's use it well. It's a gift. I love the opportunities social media gives us. I know that it also affords Satan an opportunity to do his worst too. And that's where self-control kicks in as with anything. I love being able to post Bible verses and post my blogs and to witness online and have an edifying and encouraging conversation. And I really love to see others' love for each other being modeled. 
Once in a while, I look through my social media accounts to see if I'm drifting from my intended standards of publishing about Jesus and his word and the doctrines along with it. Scroll through yours with fresh eyes of a new believer or a non-believer to see what they might see on your threads. Now, as I was composing this essay over several days, Reagan Rose of the podcast Redeeming Productivity published an episode dealing with this very subject. I love when that happens. Reagan interviewed Dustin Benge in an episode at Redeeming Productivity called The Godly Use of Social Media with Dustin Benge. I'll read the summary for the episode. In this episode, I talk with Dustin Benge about how Christians can utilize social media in a God-honoring way and not get sucked into the outrage mob and operate online with integrity. Believers often decry social media as a waste of time. But in just a few short years, Dustin has accrued over 75,000 followers on Twitter by just following his strategy of simply posting truth. Dustin shares valuable insights into how he thinks about his social media presence as an extension of his ministry and a stewardship from God. That's the end of the summary of the episode at Redeeming Productivity with Dustin Benge about using social media in a godly way. So two strong men of God discussing the issues that I spoke of above, what could be better? I recommend that conversation. Dustin does give practical tips about using social media and both men encourage its mindful use. Now the takeaways here today are social media isn't all bad, but have a plan and an intention for your social media use. And social media can be what you plan and intend to use it for. Social media gives us opportunity to give grace to hearers. And finally, social media gives us opportunity to flesh out concepts and doctrines we're learning by either writing and tweeting about them or visiting other good social media accounts. So I hope this gave you some food for thought and maybe a little bit of a perspective shift since A lot of people are so negative and down on social media. I remember the days before the internet existed, and I'm still riding high about its wonderful opportunities, and even more so since I was saved and now can use it to proclaim the excellencies and the beauty of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Well, this has been another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. Thanks for listening, and I hope you have a marvelous day.